from verse 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, this is where we get the word born again. Born again is not people who speak in tongues. You know, some people say, Oh, those are the born agains. Alright. Now, he said, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Continue. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Hold on one minute. Lift your hand. Say, Holy Spirit, I understand this subject. And I receive it in Jesus' name. Alright, let's go ahead. Because you can sit down without understanding it. Enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born. Verse 5. He says, Jesus answered and Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Alright? Go ahead. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Now, that's the point. He said, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. John chapter 1. John chapter 1. Jesus said, anything that is born of the flesh is flesh. So, once you were born of flesh, from your mother's side, you are flesh. Then he says that that which is also born of spirit is spirit. He is trying to suggest something about being born again. He's trying to say something about being born again. Now, look at verse, verse 11. Let's start from verse 11. John chapter 1, verse 11. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. Go ahead. But as many as received him, to them he gave power to become sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Continue. Which were born. Now he's talking about being born again. Now, talking about the born again experience. Now, he's explaining a fact. A genetic fact, a scientific fact, is that which we're born, not this biological fact, spiritual biology. He says which we're born, not of blood. So he's saying the born again person, that born again, that second birth, he said in which we're born, not of blood, he said not the will of the flesh, not the will of man, but of God. That means that person became an, an offspring of God. That's what Jesus Christ said in John chapter 3. He said, that which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. So, the man who is born of God, who is spirit, is not supposed to have certain things which happen to those which are, who are humans. You know, so certain things that happen to them. not supposed to have it happen to him. For example, a normal human being has um, the, the, the biological makeup to have a cancer. But Jesus, through this scientific fact, genetic fact is saying it should be impossible for the Christian to have a cancer. Because he said, which were born, this birth, he said, was not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. So this birth uh, severs the person from the happenings of men. This person is supposed to have a different life from every other person who is human. No, I want to ask you a question. If dog give birth, it will give birth to what? Cat will give birth to what? Lizard will give birth to. Who's a lizard? It. <laughs> Praise God. So, if human being is a human, will give birth to what? So the whole concept of Jesus saying that we must be born again, it's, it's, it's beyond changing your life. Because he used born. Jesus could have said, change your lifestyle. Now, that's the message of John the Baptist. Change your lifestyle. Repent for the kingdom of God is coming. Change your lifestyle. But that was not the message of Jesus. 
John the Baptist came, baptized the people. Change your lifestyle. Change your lifestyle. Change your lifestyle. When Jesus Christ came, when he had not um, died, he was also preaching as a man. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. But after he died, now the, the, the concept of being born again came. That means your first birth, you know, so it's a, it's a, it's a high thing. You should be glad, you should be dancing that you are born again. Because it's, it's a high thing. Now, now the question is, alright, if truly I'm born again, and these things are supposed to be happening in my life, why am I still feeling human? Why, why am I still human? That's the reason for this topic. Divine consciousness. The mind is the bridge. You are so full of your, your human uh, personality and instincts. Now, there was, an, there was an experiment made. An eaglet, listen now, an eaglet, um, the, 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 the egg of the eagle, was put among the one, ones of chickens. When the one of the chickens hatched, you know, they hatched earlier than the one of the, but they put it around the same time, so they all hatched together. Do you know that that eaglet was eating corn? You're a veterinary officer. Is it possible? Very, very possible. Because of the environment. Because he finds himself around, around chickens. So he just finds himself eating corn. Eating corn. Eating corn. One day, that eaglet saw an eagle. And realized that I rather look like this. So, the eaglet attempted to fly like the eagle. And he was able to. That was the last day he had gone. Are you getting it? So, our associations with human beings and the way they think and the way they talk has made us feel human when in essence, according to the scripture, it says, which were born, not of blood. That means any disease which is transmittable by blood should not find space in you. Oh, am I talking to somebody here? Nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man. He said, but of God. These people were born of God. Their offspring, genetic fact, their offspring of God. I said, if cats will give birth to cats, dog will give birth to dog. Human being will give birth to human being. If God says that he is also giving birth, what will he give birth to? You see, now it's big for your mouth. You see, it's big for your mouth. See, if God says he's giving better, he's giving it to what? <laughs> if God says he's giving better, to but look at Psalm 82. Psalm 82, verse 6. He says, okay, start from verse 5. He said, they know not. Neither do, will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said. That means it's not now I'm saying it. I told you people already. Ye are gods. And all of you are children of the Most High. That means children of the Most High are gods. Then he says, verse 7, But ye shall die like men. I told you before, I said, if someone comes and say, you will die like a chicken. 
That means you're not a chicken. Are you, are you getting it? He said, but you shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. Now, why? Because of what he said in verse 5. He says, they know not. Neither will they understand. He said, they walk on in darkness. You see, they are walking on in darkness. You know what um, um, darkness suggests? Darkness suggests that you don't know what is around you. When you are in darkness and there is food, you can't even locate the food. You'll be hungry. Food is around you. But because you are in darkness, you can't locate the food. You are in darkness. You need uh, uh, to take a drug or something. And the drug is around. And you, you are about suffocating. And the drug is around. But you are in darkness. So a lot of, a lot of people, or, or, or born-again Christians, are suffering things they have no business suffering. And I said, the, the problem and the gap is the mind. So the topic is divine consciousness. Um, I wrote something. Let me read it for you. I want you to write it down. Consciousness plays a vital role in living a spirit life in a natural world. Consciousness. Consciousness activates spiritual impulses. Sometimes... You know, man lives in two worlds. Now, anybody who doesn't think that there's a spirit world, you are far behind in life. There's clearly a spirit world. Why? I just use a very simple example. I said, if you open your brain now, all the thoughts you are thinking, we can't see it. That means there's a plane where there is more than the empirical. Now, do you know that because classical physics, when you meet people who want to be an anonymous scientist, no, there was a, uh, a guy, I think one of the cell leaders was telling me about a guy who is in, I think, second year in medica- medical school. And because he is now in second year in medical school, he said he doesn't believe in God. Second year. Because of what you what, what did you do in second year? What did you learn? Ah! No, do you know? I want to ask you a question. Do you know Isaac Newton was a Christian? He wrote hymns. Do you know he wrote hymns? Isaac Newton. They call his, his concept of science, they call it the Newtonian science. Do you know Isaac Newton? Was a, 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 he wrote hymns? Can I sing one for you? Isaac Newton, his Newtonian science never suggested that there's nothing called the spiritual realm. Do you know about Michael Faraday? Do you know he was also a, 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 a preacher? Go and find out. Those men that you are, who brought the science that you <laughs> are now using against God. And those who have listened to me know for a fact I've been telling you. I said, science is never against God. When you sit down, you compare. Genesis chapter 1. Let me show you something. Three things, three energies that constitute science. Three. How many of you know that? It is heat energy. Light energy. Sound energy. These three. 
All in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. Oh, go to Genesis chapter 1. Alright, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Alright, verse 2. Look at this. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved. The word move over there, the Hebrew word is rakaf, meaning to flutter, which means to incubate. When, when uh, a kid, uh, uh, a hen incubates on an egg, what's the reason for the incubation? Yeah, what's the, what's the reason for the incubation? To, to provide warmth. That's heat energy. Continue. And God said, sound energy. Let there be light. And there was light. Light energy. We finished. God is scientific and artistic. When you study the scriptures, you will see science everywhere. Anybody who tries to say that, and God is, you know, opposite of science, it's not true. I, I won't have the time to go into that, but this is the, the, the nature uh, of God and science. Science was God's tool that he gave man to discover what he had made. Because all the, 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 the knowledge of God is, is both infinite and finite. It's infinite to man. It is finite to God. So science, with science, man begins to discover God. God, too, on the other hand, says, by revelation, he can tell you what he has already made, which you have not yet seen. For example, it took men so many years to, to figure out that the earth was a, was, a, was, a, was a sphere. So many years. But God told Isaiah a long time, so, as I wrote, he said, God sits on the circle of the earth. At that time, men had not even found out that there was anything called circle. They said the earth was, uh, people were working on tortoise back. Uh, men can be foolish. Wow. <laughs> Amen. Alright, so we go back. Um, so I said, consciousness activates. Now, one of the things that will help you to understand this is, because science couldn't answer all their questions, Make sure you pay attention. Couldn't answer all the questions of nature. The one that even blows their mind is the creation story. So now there's no substantial theory for it. You're a doctor. So now there's no substantial theory for it. So, so I don't know why the Big Bang Theory is an assumption. They claim creation story is also an assumption. Why did they take this one rather than the Big Bang Theory? And they are teaching the assumption in school. No basis for it. All right. Now, um, because, as I said, they couldn't answer all with classical physics, there's another physics that now came called quantum physics. Now, some people are thinking, we are vacated. Why? Why are they teaching? Some people who didn't like science in school. This, this pastor, please, please. I'm a slave queen. I don't like those things. Now, now uh, it's a very simple thing. Classical physics is just the way that the quantum physics. No, no, no. It's just a simple thing. Classical physics is dealing with empiricism. 
That is, they have to see. You understand? Or is, what I'm saying is still big. Okay. Classical physics is dealing with see and believe. Alright, so it's like, what we can see, we cannot even make a theory about. That's classical physics. Alright, so it's classical. It's like, this is it. We put this and put that. You know, um, uh, this one is, is no, that one is chemistry. Oh. Okay, let me not go into that. So, classical physics, they are dealing with, we saw this, this one was here, and we put this one together, and we got this. But quantum physics deals with more abstracts. In quantum physics, they can tell you, um, uh, there's a theory like, you can observe something. When you look at it, it is there. When you take your eyes off, it's not there. And quantum physics is being studied now. In quantum physics, sometimes, is that when you pay attention to a particular molecule of phenomena, while you are looking at it, it is there. When you shift your attention, it is no longer there. That's where they've got the law of attraction from. It's a quantum physics thing. And all this thing is already in the word of God. So quantum physics is supposed to fill in the void that classical physics cannot. And quantum physics, all the bases are all scriptural. While you keep looking, Bible says, while we look not at things which are things, oh. You understand? So it's a quantum physics phenomenon. You know, some people are just like, I know. This was like, I'm not going to come here again because of what <laughs> Alright, so, now, I said consciousness, consciousness, consciousness. So all the things God tells you, He wants you to put in your mind. Why? Because he says, this thing cannot just work. First John chapter 5, verse 13. These things have I written to you who believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye might know that ye have eternal life. Is it there? These things have I written to, unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life. Now, the word know over there is aware, conscious. He said, these things have I written to you who believe on the name of Son of God. So these are already born again Christians. He says, I've written this thing to you who already believe. That's why I'm preaching today. I'm preaching to you who already believe on the name of the Son of God that you might know. You become aware. You become conscious that you have eternal life. Eternal life is not what we will live in heaven. Otherwise, you don't say that we'll have. You see? He says that you might know that you have. You have eternal life. That is the life of God. The, the, the life that an offspring of God should have. These things have I written unto you who believe on the name of the Son of God. That ye might be conscious that ye have eternal life. So, I have thought on it um, for the past two or three weeks. So, we are going a little further over here. Now, we are looking at divine elements of divine consciousness. Certain divine elements of divine consciousness. Some of the things that we should observe. Some of the things that we should look at. Now, you see, Christianity, when you, when you listen around, most of the time, um, Christians seem weak and unintelligent. You get into an argument with a Christian about there's no God. Immediately he says, the Bible says that the one who says no God is a fool. You know, he can't say anything. All he can say is, hey, no, no, no. I know my Redeemer lives. Ah. 
The guy said, for me, personally, I, I think that every true atheist is a man who has questions. If he doesn't have questions, he doesn't believe God, then he just doesn't like God. That's not an atheist. That's antagonist. He, he hates God. But the one who has questions that he needs to get answered, those are different set of people. We meet with them, we talk, we go, uh, uh, we, we even take Bible away. If he is knowledgeable in science, we will be there. So, elements. Christians, I said Christians look weak, unintelligent, but the scriptures teach something different. Location, number one, the divine elements. Number one is location. Where you are determines what befalls you, according to spiritual laws. Where you are determines what befalls you. So you see that a lot of the time, God asks that question a lot. Where are you? When Adam sinned, he didn't ask Adam, Adam, what have you done? God came, is it like, as though God didn't know where Adam was. He knew where Adam was, but God knew that if Adam had not eaten it, he would be there. So God came there intentionally. For example, as a man of God, you know I've seen this thing happen before, where I was in a meeting and God gave me a word of knowledge for somebody who had a problem. And the person was at home, but the word of knowledge came in church. So I gave the word and the person was not here. And the person was at home. So you ask a question, ah, but God knows the person at home, why did the word come? Because God expects the person to be here. So God went to the same place that he used to meet Adam and went, and went to behave as though he's looking for Adam. Adam, where are you? Location. Then Adam answered, I, I am naked. Where are you? He said, I am naked. The same thing. Jesus wanted to multiply bread. He asked Philip, where will we get bread? Philip answered that we don't have enough money. What would we have? He said, I don't have enough money. Location. So, when you get born again, which location are you? Maybe you got born again in Kanishi. Are you still Kanishi? Maybe you got born again in Dansuman. Are you still a Dansuman girl? Maybe you got born again somewhere. I don't want to mention it. When God wants to do something different with your life, he changes your location. When he wanted to make Abraham father of men, he said, Abraham, get out of your father's house, out of your kingdom. He said, get out of there because once you are there, I cannot do what I want to do with you. So in the area you are living, you have lived there for too long. That's the reason why God can bless you. It's very true. You have lived there for too long. The whole area. There's no motivation to move on in life. There's no motivation. You know, some people can live in a certain area, alright? And they live there. They have become so comfortable that there's no motivation to forge on and be something bigger. You know some people, after they build a house, their life finishes. Listen, when you build a house, hmm, don't finish over there. Think of the next house to build. 
Because man is designed in a way to always make progress. The moment you plateau, that is it. You see that you have become, the house was maybe in that area was the first house, was the best house. Now it is the first house. Do you understand? It was the best house, but now it's the first house. Now every time you come out, you have built a house. No inspiration to move on and do a bigger thing. Not to act your faith again or, you know, to try to make more strides and break, you know, records and do things and blaze trails. No, you are just, okay, you have built a house, two-bedroom house, you walk out of the house, you are chewing, chewing sticks. All these guys, we came before them. Amen. Are you listening? Location. If you happen to find yourself in an area where, you know, even um, maybe the whole area, bad people are there and, you know, you don't have the means to move out now. You can be there but not be of there. Jesus Christ said we are in the world but we are not of the world. Location. So when we, get, when we got born again, one of the first things God did was to change location. You see, and I said this is a, a divine reality. You see, you have to accept it and live in the consciousness of it. God changed our location, Hebrews chapter 12. Verse 22. Now, study, study the tenses. Look at the tenses God was using. He said, but ye are come. You see? But ye are come. Ye are come. Ye are come. When you got born again, he said, he said, no, I told you before. You know that song? We are marching to Zion, Zion, beautiful, beautiful Zion. We are marching over to Zion, the beautiful city of then some people will be singing and crying. We are marching to Zion. Now, those who were marching, they have not arrived. Now, we too, we are singing it. Who is, who, who enter? The scripture is saying something. It says, ye are come. It didn't say you are marching. When you got born again, now, people say, hey, the Bible is lying. You know, because I'm seeing myself in Kweu. You say that I'm in Zion. You are in the cool part of Zion. Ah. I don't see. He said, ye are come unto Mount Zion. Ye are come unto Mount Zion. So you are saying, so you're in your house, although you are living in an area and your house is not really nice and you are staying in a place, he said, you are living in Zion. You might be standing in your room in Agogloshi, but you are conscious that you are living in Zion. I will tell you how this affects your life and some of the things you can do with it. Okay, look at it. He said, but ye are come unto Mount Zion, unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. Hold on, hold on, hold on. There's some of you who are born again. You are born again. They say that. How many of you know that if Jesus comes today, you will go to heaven? How many of you know? Jesus comes today, they all going to put your hand down. Let me not be proud. It used to happen to all of us. Hey, then we're going to be thinking, look, when I was not born again, eh? Every time they say heaven, hey! Because altar call, I'll go. Then, afterwards, we'll go back to our old life. Every time, so I want that son and say, it's a rapture, That means I'm not part. Hey! 
When I was not born again, I was always thinking then, at, at that time, there was a certain pastor preaching rapture. God, I have tried to be born again. The born again is not born in. Some Christians that don't know whether they will go to heaven or not. So to today, to today, some Christians don't go. No, no. Philippians chapter three. Let me show you something. From today, never say it again. When they ask you, how many of you know that you will go to heaven? There's a, there's a response you will give because you know, oh, you know your location. Ah! Look at it. Philippians chapter three. Go to verse twenty. Now look at it. For our conversation is in heaven. Now, conversation over there, you might think, oh, it's talking. No, I want the NIV. Give me the NIV. For our, you know, give me the NIV. But our citizenship is in heaven. I am a heaven citizen. Am I talking to somebody here? So it's not who, who is, how many of you know you go to heaven? I am a citizen. The rapture happens. I, your son, I'm part of the country. No bounty. No bounty. I'm going with first flight. Ah. First class. Business class. Hey. Now, a Christian, born again Christian, doesn't know the word of God. So how many, how many of you know that you go to heaven? Why? Because you stole meat yesterday. <laughs> if you are not a citizen, why would, not, why would they now call you an ambassador of Christ? Ah, how can you? You don't go to ambassador. You have to come from the country. I am, but, oh, but our, this is a thing that when you read, you should be jumping in your room. But our citizenship. I'm a citizen. When people are saying, we don't know whether we'll go to heaven and we don't know whether... Oh, why are you people worrying yourself? If you need the, the passport, I know the passport office. Lift up your hand. Say after me, oh Lord God. When you lead them to Christ, you have gone to the passport office. You have given them a passport. Then they can also say, but our citizenship. Someone say location. So, you, you can be staying in Nima, but in your mind, you are a citizen of heaven. You are only on transit. You are doing some work. That's why when you're a Christian, you're not winning souls. You, you will not see the, 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 the true value of your citizenship. You will not see it. You know why? Because for you to understand that you're really a citizen... You will need to bring, for example, the ambassador of U.S. to Ghana has brought U.S. to Ghana in a way. When you enter his house, he lives in Ghana like he lives in the U.S. So he has brought U.S. to Ghana. So the same way, we are supposed to have brought heaven to earth in a way. No, no, if not so, how will people get sick, get into contact with us, and get healed? We brought heaven. We brought a dimension of heaven to them. If not so, why would we talk to people and they, they, they are in trouble and when we finish talking to them, say, I want to pray for you. And we pray for them and, that, and they get answers to their prayers. 
I, I, I was telling you how I went to a place to go and buy something and the guy was telling me God has failed him and then the bling, bling. And I said to him, I said, young man, he said he has, he has wrote churches, he knows a lot of pastors. I said, young man, live about all that you know. I said, I will pray for you. I said, in one week, if you don't see what we are, we are praying about, I said, when I come and buy, don't sell for me. The guy, saw, the guy has stopped going to church for about two years because he, he, he was asking God for something and the thing didn't come in. He has stopped going to church for about two years. When I prayed for him, in one week, he got the answer. Today, he's coming to miracle service. Ah! And someone said, oh, pastor, it's an anointing. No, I am a citizen. You understand? We bring, we, we have documents. Someone said, I'm a citizen. So when people are now talking, we don't know, we'll go to heaven. We'll go, no, no. Don't know. We are not sure. We are marching uh, on the last day. On the last day, two believers. On the last, on the last, la, la. I'm a citizen of heaven. I want. <laughs> you know, in the book of Psalms, it said, "Glorious things are spoken of me, O city of God." He said, he said, this one shall say, he said, this man was born there. You know, in your mind, now you have to understand the legal part and the vital part. Because you are experiencing a certain vitality and you are seeing yourself in Kaneshi, you don't understand the legality. On paper, you were not born here. On paper, you, are, you have heaven documents. You see, and I, I told you, it's the consciousness. Because God is trying to tell you, ask me, because the way God sees and the way we see is two different things. When you read 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, it says, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold. The, the key word is the behold. The key word is the behold. The word behold means, the, 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 the Greek word is kazar, meaning the, uh, to look with the eyes of the prophet or to look with the eyes of the spirit. Because God knows that if you are supposed to look with your normal eyes, like you say, ah, what shows I'm a new creation? I'm not a new creation. He said, no, behold, you have to look beyond this normal eye. Someone said location. So God changed your location. I, I, I won't have time to talk about this forever, um, for today. I want to go to the next one. The next one is our divine company. Someone told Saul. He showed him a secret. When Saul was made king, he said, Saul, you are now a king. The spirit must come upon you and you have to prophesy as a king. I'm not going to lay hands on you to prophesy. I'm going to pour oil on you and I'm going to show you a principle. You will go. When you go over there, you will see some people prophesying. Join them. When you join them, you start prophesying. God knows that association affects us by default. <laughs> That's why I'm very concerned who you call your friend. Bible says, do not be deceived. Evil communication corrupts good manners. God is telling you, he said, don't say that I have a friend and he's not good, but I will keep him and I will change him. No, he said, God said, don't. He said, don't say it. No, 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 I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. The Lord, that's how a guy was going to win a soul and they won him. He went to the brothel. You know brothel? Where the prostitutes are. He was going there. I'm winning them. I'm winning. He took his Bible. Win him. I'm winning. They said, brother, don't go. He said, no. Jesus died for all of them. He was going. 
said, no, leave me, leave me, leave me. The guy was inside. He entered the brothel. 20 minutes, the guy has not come. 30 minutes, the guy has not come out. Looking for ah, this guy. This guy. Or maybe he's now laying hands on them or something. I don't know. Now, the guy came out walking slowly. We went in with Vim. Now he's walking slowly. What the? They want me. When I got saved, when I got saved, I was going back to school. And my, the dormitory in which I was, at the time in senior high school, before I got saved, it was a bad boy's dormitory. Alright, so, now I'm born again. I have to go back to that dormitory. And I met a certain man of God and I told him, I said, when I go back to school, I want to go and win all my mates. He said, don't bother yourself with it for now. I said, no, they must be saved. He said, no, don't bother yourself with it for now. True to his word, I went back to the room I went back there. I said, I'm going to win it. That is how I was lying down on my bed. And because I like music, I was just lying down on my bed. And you know, when you are born again fresh, you are very careful not to sing the wrong song. It's a very, very careful. So I was just lying down. At that time, this song was fresh. Yahoo, oh, 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 Yahoo. So the guy, they were playing, because we were senior, so, I mean, we were playing the woof. Yahoo, So I was just lying down one day. Yahoo, oh, oh, da. Now, I caught myself and another guy said, Hey, Olomo! Now, anointing, anointing. <laughs> That's how I left the dormitory. Eventually, some of the guys there joined me to pray. Because I, I now used to pray every night. You see, so eventually, some of them got saved and they joined me. Some of them are saved till now. From that time. Alright? But I thought I could change them. But God said, evil communication corrupts good manners. By the time you are, you are compromising, they will vex your righteous soul. You, you end up thinking, ah, that didn't cry. there's not really anything. But then you realize you're not born again. You understand? So, our divine company. Number one, God gave you provision for a best friend. Divine consciousness. Divine consciousness. The best friend recommended by God is called Holy Ghost. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I said it's consciousness. The Holy Ghost likes to be acknowledged. When you wake up and you ignore the Holy Ghost, Make sure you are paying attention. When you wake up in the morning and you ignore the Holy Ghost, He will just be there. One day, I heard a message. And the message said, the, the woman was like, even what you wear, you can ask the Holy Ghost what to wear for the day. When I heard it, that day I did it. I said, Holy Ghost, I went through my clothes. And there was this particular white shirt and they had written on the back with a red paint, uh, with a red whatever. They had written baseball something at the back. So Holy Ghost said, pick that shirt. Wear it. No, I wanted to pick that shirt. And I know someone will have to pick that shirt. I know one is in a long time. And it was just white shirt. I was just wearing on jeans. I was like, ah, wear this one. These were my early years of being born again. So Holy Ghost said, wear it. So wear it. Okay. I felt the nudge. Wait. Okay, so I took it and I wasn't. So I was walking in town. 
All throughout the day, I didn't see the use of the shirt. Ah, now why would he tell me to wear this thing? I would even see it. I thought by the time I wear fire will be fly on my head or something. <laughs> now, getting to the end of the day, I was walking and there was a guy who was running behind me. Then he shouted the thing at my back. Baseball! And I said, hey, come here, come here. I let the guy to Christ. So, that was the reason. If I want something that was nothing at the back, what would the guy shout? <laughs> Are you getting it? So the Holy Ghost is very strategic. And let me tell you something. One day, I went to Lagos. Now, when, when, when I was in Lagos, we went to a, a group of people. And because I was, um, I was elderly than almost everybody there at the time, they told me I should take them back to their hotel. I don't know their place. And the one who said, okay, take them back to the hotel. God bless you. Now, the bus driver, we brought him from Ghana. So he also doesn't know the place. I also don't know the place of the hotel. I told, the, I told the, the, the driver, I said, let's move. True story. I don't know anywhere. Now, look, it's different if you are in Ghana and you don't know. The one you know that GPS or even if you lost, you just take and put your house. Just that, it, this one, you don't know the place. Ghana, at least you are familiar with the roads. You don't know the place. Ghana, you will see maybe cocoa or something, you know that you are in Ghana. This one, moi moi and things that you don't understand. Now, I told the driver, let's move. He said, you should, I said, let's move. We're moving. You know what? I said, Holy Ghost. <laughs> Holy Ghost. <laughs> ah. The Bible says you are a guide. Bestie. Then I'll be going. Then <laughs> inside me, go left. After the guy go left. Look, I arrive at the hotel. Shop. I sat on the floor. I arrive at the hotel. I sat on the floor. I said, Hey, Holy Ghost. <laughs> Listen, if you take advantage of the friendship of the Holy Ghost, you will not be stranded in life. Are you listening? Some of you, I told you, I told you last week, I said, Bible says, be anxious for nothing. But in all things, through prayers, um, supplication, let your request be made unto God. Some of you, when anything happens to you, you are talking to somebody. Ah! Ladies and gentlemen, they will use it against you one day. Ah. Some people ask in certain relationships as though they will never break up. Goals! Goals! Corner! Goals! Goals! There will be in front of mirror. No, when you look at it, it's as though the, the, this one is that but they are married. They are married. I saw how, how one girl has saved the boyfriend's name. Look, I don't think even his father I don't, I don't think even his father's name will be saved like that. My one over two. Hey! I'm serious though. My one over two. With a padlock. With a hat. Hey! With macaroni. Long name like that. Yellow hat, red hat, blue hat. I know, I know one other girl to enjoy my forever. Listen, listen. About two months later, I asked the girl, where is your boyfriend? So we've broken up. Ha! My forever. I think now the synonym for forever is this man. <laughs> I think so, 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 
you so imagine you are with somebody like that and you think you will never break up with a person and the person has your secrets no no haven't you seen it the people were dating people that they send them news because at the time they were dating they thought that this is strong bond of love not to counterpart us now they get born in, uh, they, they 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 leave the relationship and the guy has the news and the guy says hey come back to me for a match otherwise i'll lick it me 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 okay lick it okay hey Lakes it as though they were never in love. Human love is fickle, don't trust it. When you have a serious issue, listen business, life, talk to the Holy Ghost, and He's real. You will be shocked. It's all about the consciousness. I let you acknowledge Him. And you see, the thing is, when you don't acknowledge Him in small things, you will miss Him in the big ones. When you wake up in the morning, good morning, Holy Spirit. Are you mad? Because look, it used to happen to me when I got born again. I was like, Good morning, Holy Spirit. I don't think I'm mad. I'm walking on the road. Holy Ghost, so tomorrow, what are we doing? Then he'll be answering me. You say, Ah, how will he be answering you? In your heart. You will have to be used to his voice. When you keep doing it, you'll become used to his voice. You will know. He'll be telling you, do this, do that, and you will know that that is him. He's the best friend. Is the best friend. Is the best friend that you can have. Before any other human being becomes a best friend, make sure he's there. Because he will put in you the fear of God. I won't have time to talk about the Holy Ghost the whole day. So that's Holy Ghost. Our company, right? Our divine company. So before any human being or before even your pastor comes or your leader comes, there should be the Holy Ghost. Your pastor is not a substitute for the Holy Ghost. Your leader is not a substitute for the Holy Ghost. Learn to build a relationship with the Holy Spirit by yourself. It's one of the most beautiful things ever. Number two is the angelic host. We are, we, oh my God, company. We are surrounded by angels. Hebrews chapter 12 again. Verse 22 again. You know, as we are here, there are so many angels here. The angels outnumber the humans. At least, human beings can still do census. God said here, he can't do the census. So he means an innumerable company. He said he can't count again. He said, we have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, he said, and to an innumerable company of angels. You see, when you are not conscious of it, you will be living in fear. Remember when, when um, Gehazi and Elisha were there? Elisha was, was, he was not perturbed. He was just sitting down. And the army had come, surrounded the whole house. The Gehazi said, Master, Master, we are surrounded. He <laughs> guy. He God, open his eyes to see. So, he didn't pray the angels to be there. They have been there. Are you listening? So you are living in fear for nothing. They have been there. Don't, that's our company. That's our company. That's our divine company. That's our divine entourage. Bible says that when you were born again, you were made a king. No king walks alone. Are you saying? No king walks alone. Every king walks with somebody. 
So the angels have been following you. The last time I was teaching you, I think it was last week. I was teaching you, I said, these angels, they were just walking with you if you don't know their work. And you don't send them, they'll just walk with you like that. The day you die, then they'll just go back to heaven and say, God, please, they didn't give me any work to do. <laughs> God, they didn't give me any work to do. That your son is very lazy, he didn't give me any work to do. Understand? But they are walking with you. Are you listening? They are walking with you. I said, sometimes you need to send forth angels. And let me tell you a secret. That's why it's very important to do something in the house of God. God gives you angels by the assignment you have in his house. Qua, they have angels that work with them. If you don't know, you don't know. You know why? Because God's work is not like the work of the world. God sanctifies his work by his system. God's system. If choir comes to sing, the reason why you, you are touched is the, is the ministry of angels. So if the choir minister doesn't know anything about the angel, angelic host, you just come and sing and come and sing anything. And, and then people just stand and this guy has wasted our time today. But when you're conscious of it, I'm conscious everywhere I go that I go with my angels. There's, there's a particular angel that works with me. You know, so sometimes when I'm about to prophesy, I tell you, the angel of God has come. Because there's a, a, a separate angel that works with me when I'm about to prophesy. And there's a separate angel that works with me when I'm about to do healing. When I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray, and I don't see him. We are not ready for the healing service. If I don't see him, we are not ready. I will pray now, so that I can keep long in prayer because I've not seen him. Because I have to see him. One day, I prayed that I didn't see the guy. I've already told the people that we are doing healing. Hey, people who have brought the sick people, I pray, sir. For one night, I pray, sir. You cannot imagine him, you have to see him. <laughs> Listen, when I, climbed the, when I climbed the stage in that particular program, it was not here, it's that long ago. When I climbed the stage, I saw him at the back. Come and see what I was on. Today, whatever you came with. Hey. Are you listening? Alright, so innumerable company of angels. So be conscious of the angelic host. When we are talking about, you know, they are planted something at the back of your I'm uh, playing it. We have number our adversaries. Are you listening? When we are saying you have enemies. The, the number of angels outnumbered the number of demons. Because it was one third of heaven's host that fell down. The demons are one third of heaven's host. So there are, more, there are two over three that have not been. Do you understand? If, they, if we start fights right now, it's going to be bloody. <laughs> Michael alone can handle most of the guys. Just that the time is not up. Michael is very impatient, Angel Michael. Very impatient guy. It's Gabriel, Gabriel, Gabriel. He, he's just like, he's a post office man. So he just send message, send message. Michael, he doesn't like. Praise God. Number three, we have a family in heaven. Ephesians chapter one. Ephesians chapter one, verse one. 
time I have to close. Alright, let me just read this. Paul and Timotheus, the servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus, which are at Philippi with the bishops and deacons. Continue. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from Lord Jesus Christ. Continue. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Always in every prayer of mine for you. Oh, no. Ephesians chapter 1. I said Ephesians. Did I say Philippians? I said Ephesians. So they opened Philippians for us. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God to the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Continue. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Someone say Amen. Now it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Go ahead. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Alright. Open to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. Ephesians 3, 14. He said, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 15. Of whom, look at it now, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. So, we have a family in heaven. And we are the family in the earth. Are you getting it? Who are family in the heaven? Abraham. Isaac. David. David. Joshua. Solo. Co-solo. Those are family members. Not Ejatine do in the village. No. These are family in heaven. So when, so when you are talking about generational cancer, I don't know what you are talking about. Hey! Because the family I come from, am I talking to somebody here? The family I come from, we have, we have a part in heaven. Am I talking to somebody here? Am I talking to you? Yeah. Family members, we have some in heaven. Papa Kenneth Hagin. There's a family in heaven. Are you listening to me? Archbishop Benson Dahosa is my family member. Billy Graham, he's now, you know, he was in the earth. He has now moved to heaven. He didn't die. He just did transfer. They just transferred the location. Are you listening? Those are our divine company. <laughs> okay, the fourth one, then we close. The fourth one, our divine company. Our divine company. Our divine company. The fourth one is Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. This one is powerful. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. A cloud of witnesses. Who are the cloud of witnesses? Oh my God. Oh my God. The cloud of witnesses are the saints and the angels who are cheering us on for the work we are doing for God. If you're not a soul winner, this kind of witness, they don't know you. I'm not talking about when you're a soul winner and you're about winning a soul, they are the ones who stand behind. Yeah! When you say, I'm going to preach in a bus, 
Then they say, yeah, 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 yeah. Then they all sit down at the pavilion in heaven. A cloud of witnesses. They all sit down. When you climb the bus, yes! When you say, praise the Lord, say, yes! Listen, they give us fans. When we are doing the work of God, they give us fans. When we do the crusades, they sit around and they watch it. Am I talking to somebody here? If you are not doing anything for God, the cloud of witnesses, they don't know you. But that's our divine company. When we are doing something for God, the day we are praying for the sick, the day we are going out for outreach, the cloud of witnesses will be cheering us on. We are compacted, we are compacted about with a great cloud of witnesses. If you have never done anything for God, you have not yet seen. Now, these cloud of witnesses, let me tell you what they do. They also bear you, uh, bear a record of you to God. I don't have time to go into that. But in this kingdom, maybe miracle service, I'll talk about some things. A cloud of witness. So we will not stop winning souls. Are you listening? We will not stop winning souls. We will not stop inviting people to church to hear the word of God. Because that is how some people receive their salvation. That's how some people get... You know, imagine the, the, the woman who could not walk last week at miracle service who walked. Imagine her, her daughter didn't invite her to the service. She will still be walking like that. Like that. But now she's walking perfectly. Perfectly. Imagine at the time she was about to be healed. The cloud of witnesses were all over this place. Yay! We are compassed. We are compassed. We are compassed. With a cloud of witnesses. With a cloud of witnesses. They are what? They are witnessing. You see, they are witnessing what we are doing. They are witnessing what we are doing. Now, look, see, see what he says. He said, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with, with so great a cloud of witness. He says, So great. There are many. He said, Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which easily besets us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. He said, The race is set before you. He said, Because you are seeing that some people are supporting you in the grandstand. He said, Keep running. Don't get tired because some people are supporting you. Now, you are winning souls. You are winning souls. They were supporting you. And they say, I'm tired. I cannot win souls again. I cannot do, I cannot do this outreach. You're, you're, you're selling that course. Let's go for outreach. They say, I cannot go again. There's a cloud of witnesses. Ah, but we're supporting this girl. Now, now, the Bible says that because we are seeing that there's a cloud of witnesses, we should not stop. Lift up your hand. Lift up your hand. Raboka Liko Begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Seeing that you are compassed with a great cloud of witnesses. You will not stop doing the work of God. You will not stop doing the things of the Spirit. You will not stop serving God. Seeing that you are compassed with a great cloud of witnesses. <laughs> Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You see, you see, this this prayer is a prayer you should pray from your heart. It's a prayer you should pray from your heart. Be conscious. And as you are praying, be conscious of the angels. Be conscious of the Holy Ghost. Be conscious of our family in heaven. 
and also be conscious of the great cloud of witnesses as you are praying be conscious be conscious and let me tell you all these all these divine company one of the things they do is they, they, they help us to get help from divinity you see you are, you are looking for something that's not yet landed you need to call it from the spirits Kaya so what will you do as you are praying? You are conscious of the angels. You are conscious of the family in heaven. And you are working in the house of God. You are conscious that you have help. You are conscious that you have help. Go ahead and begin to pray now. Go ahead and begin to pray. You are conscious that the angels have taken the lead in the embassy. Concerning the visa. Be conscious that the angels have taken the lead in the embassy as pertaining to the visa. Oh 